Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Robert Marshall. Listen, we have a banger today. You're welcome to the I Am Man podcast. Listen, I'm excited. I'm actually kind of fanning out today because we have one of uh, the guys that I actually really look up to. Um, he's an uh, entrepreneur. He's a business mogul. He's also out here changing lives and mindsets on the daily basis. Look, I'm excited. Listen, I promise today that you will be empowered. You will be uplifted. You will be encouraged, um, but you also probably will be challenged to become the best version of yourself. Yo, I'm excited, and let me introduce everyone to, you probably already know him, but his name is Bricks. What's up, man? I'm glad that you're here with us today. Thanks, Rob, man. That, that was a heck of an intro, intro. I appreciate that. Oh, man, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. The official ex-fat boy. Yo, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited that you're here, man. I love your brand. I love what you're doing. I love that lives are changing, and I love that you, out of everything that you do, it screams hope. It screams empowerment, man. So I'm excited to have you on the I Am Man podcast. Yo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm honored, man. Truly. I'm truly honored to be here. Good, man. Good, man. Yo, so we're starting off. What, man? This this coronavirus stuff is real, bro. Yeah, man. It's 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 a crazy time that we're living through right now. But, I, I you know, I, I tell everybody it's just super important to remain positive. Somehow find some way to look at find a positive in the situation and that's that's what's been getting me through these days man it sounds like uh that when you look around everywhere man folks are dying left and right dude and one thing that i'm realizing is that when you do when you do kind of some of the research the research points to really people who are passing are people who have underlying health conditions that weren't addressed prior to the virus yeah so so and yeah, and and a big part of that high risk community are people who are overweight, yeah, know, because of the the health implications because of their weight. So, you know, I'm just super appreciative of of, of my immune system, and uh, just like I said, just trying to remain positive because I'm a, I'm an I'm an empath, right? So normally when the when the world is hurting, I usually put it on my shoulders, oh, and uh, I've been fighting hard not to do that, you know, during this time. Yeah, man, I hear you on that, dude. You're an amazing guy. I, you are doing so much in the world. You're giving hope to so many people. Um, and actually, um, one of the reasons why he's on the show is because I actually follow him on Instagram. He's Insta famous. Uh, but at the same time, he gives hope to people. Um, for many of you guys who do know me, I'm I'm on the second tier of my uh, life transformation journey. That's what I call it. Um, for those who don't know, I lost maybe a hundred and 30 pounds before kept it off for about three, four years. I was actually training to be a personal trainer, got married, got married to a Latina woman 
and then went mm. from vegan to uh, pescatarian, from the vegetarian, pescatarian, and all meatitarian. It just went out the window. So in the process of um, um, recalibrating my discipline, recalibrating my life, you know, I'm looking and searching for inspiration. And what do I see? I see you. And so, man, uh, we've been talking about what does it mean to be a man? And I'm interested to know, and I kick off this conversation, this podcast all the time, asking people, um, what does it mean to be a man? And I ask that mm. because there are stages to manhood and every man goes through different stages in his life at different parts of his life. So yeah. we're looking at your journey from um, an ex fat boy, as you have branded yourself to now being someone who. Um, is not only just physically fit, but I would like to believe mentally fit, emotionally well. Um, what does it mean to be a man? That's that's kind of a loaded question for me um, for, for several reasons. So I recently started dating someone who's, who's brought a lot of the narrative of patriotism. I mean, what's the word? Um, yeah, is that the word? Pa- Patriot- patriarchy, right? Patriarchy, okay, I got patriarchy, you. Patriarchy, right? Okay. Um, to, to my attention and I had no, I had no clue about a lot of the stuff that she's teaching me. Right. So, so I'm kind of in this, in this little gray space with just the way that I view manhood. Um, so this is a very interesting time to to be doing this interview, but to, to give you an answer as best as I can from this gray space, um, a man is, is, is not what I grew up thinking a man was. Wow! Right. So, wow! You gotta you gotta break that down, man. So 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 my father my father wasn't really around, and and um that you know you know how that goes. It's, yeah. it's a stereotypical story with that. And then my stepfather was was very abusive. You know, he was very abusive to my mom. He was um, but he was also someone I, I really respected because he was very respected in in, in the neighborhood. He was a, a resource of of guidance for a lot of the, the, the young dudes in my neighborhood. He helped us get jobs and, and that sort of thing. So um, I, I grew up with, with not the best examples of, of manhood and of fatherhood. Um, but, but, and, and, and I know I'm kind of talking around. Nah, you good. We just, I just want to give you some context before I, I, I kind of try to explain my definition of manhood. Um, I've, I've been going through this evolution, man, over the last five or six years, longer than that, to be honest. Um, but, you know, the meat and potatoes of, of the growth happened over the last five or six years. And I, I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have a, I turned, at one point I turned to religion. At one point I turned to philosophy. I, you know, I was searching for my identity as a man. And, and that journey continues for me. And I think a big part of, being a man is being open to learning and, and continuing to evolve and, and, and having an open mind when it comes to things that we've been conditioned to, to, to associate with manhood. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm in this great space, but as a man right now, let me, let me answer the question. I, I think a man is a provider. A man is um, a teacher. Uh, I think a man, manhood is, is big part of manhood is, is being open to, to growing and learning. Like I just mentioned, um, it, 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 
what, what can I add to that <laughs> list? Um, being a man, it, it, it's it, it, it's it's so many. It, it's so many levels, or, or I should say, layers to it, man. It, it's kind of hard to narrow it down. And I wish I would have I would have looked at these questions before I, I jumped on, so I I could be a little bit more prepared, man. But it's just so, like I said, I'm in this gray space, so that's kind of a hard question for me to answer right now, to be honest, bro. But let's let's talk a little bit more about it. Oh man, you know, to be honest. Uh, when you ask one, this is what my research has kind of alluded to. When you ask the question, what is a man? To be honest, most working definitions that men have are either one, very unhealthy or two, were not defined by positive male influence or role models in their life. So oftentimes men, we have a uh, 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 we have an unhealthy view of what it actually means to be a man and I'm interested to kind of dig into you said you're in a new relationship which I saw and I uh, saw that you managed that flack well between the past relationship and this one (laughs) but um, (laughs) you said you know you're really coming into understanding a patriarchy and what that means so what is how how has that practically played out in your life as uh, in your relationship what new things are you learning yeah, a, a lot of what she's teaching me is the the, the taught the taught behaviors and the taught uh, the conditioned responses to certain things. And I'm I'm such an I'm such a sponge and I'm so open to seeing that sort of thing. So she's introducing these concepts to me, and I'm like, hmm, you know. It, so it's it's making me really uh, second guess or or or. It, it, I don't say second guess in a bad way. I say just question my belief systems, right? A lot of my, my judgments, right? I, I used to be a, a very judgmental person and I'm still healing through that. You know, I, I have, I, I, I've had a, bits of controlling in, in myself that I didn't really realize. So she's been helping me bring some of this stuff to the surface. And it's like, it's changed. It's changing the game for me. Man. That's powerful. She sounds like she, she sounds like she's a keeper. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but what, what we what we we tend to find out is that um, we start learning about unhealthy um, definitions of what it means to be a man. And when a man or throughout the stages of manhood, um, if a man does not have a healthy working definition of not just who he is, but what he is, then that definition plays out um, in different scenarios in his life. So it shows up in relationships. It shows um, it shows up on his job. It shows up on uh, how he's able to handle authority or challenges. Does he run? Does he if they don't have a working definition and what I've kind of adopted um, as a definition to manhood is a commitment to the journey. Um, it's, it's a commitment to the journey. And as one thing that I know that you do is that you help people on a journey. You help people uh, get from one place to the other side. And I'm interested to know kind of um, how, what have you, what are some of the blockages that you tend to see in people who are um, trying to change their lives, trying to change their mind um, to become the best versions of themselves? Their belief systems, their belief systems and and the conditioning that they grew up with and and their relationships with food, Uh, particularly African-Americans. You know, we 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 have uh, an unhealthy 
Um, food is such, and it's not just African Americans, man. It's it's, it's all Americans. To yeah, be honest. man. We have we associate food with with happiness and just the whole concept of like happy meals. We've been conditioned <laughs> to connect happiness in childhood to eating unhealthy foods. Yeah. So 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 the belief systems and the in the conditioning that a lot of uh, people just grew up with all their lives is is the biggest roadblock. Man, that's good. Um, as far as uh, how do you help people address the mental and emotional roadblocks that they may have on their journey? Um, oftentimes, people who are committed to a journey or committed to change oftentimes do hit roadblocks um mm -hmm. and what uh and sometimes it's belief in themselves sometimes it's belief that they can actually become and do and be better so how do you coach people through those roadblocks i think the first the first thing i try to help people do is, is to gain awareness around this stuff right get it from the subconscious and and, and put it somewhere where they can see what what their roadblocks are Right. And a lot of the time, um, it's, it's emotional. It's, it's, it's emotional healing that they need to do because a lot of the eating, we turn to eating to cope with stress, with anxiety, with depression. So that's the root of a lot of it. Right. So if, if you can bring that to their awareness and they can start to connect, like, yeah, when I'm feeling stressed or when I'm feeling depressed, that's when I overeat. That's step one. And, and, and then obviously, that sort of healing is it, it, beyond my, my, you know, my area of expertise. But I think the awareness is a, is a big giant uh, leap for a lot of people for sure. Man, awareness is key, man. Not only is awareness, I think, uh, or scientists and psychologists say that in order to begin healing or a pursuit to wholeness, I have a kind of a catchphrase. I say that uh, healing is the journey. Wholeness is the destination. And a lot of times when people are pursuing wholeness to become them to become holistically who they are supposed to be or they desire to be, oftentimes uh, people go into denial of where they really are and how bad they really are. And yeah. um, have have you ever been in denial um, on your journey? See, for me, I, I can't say that I've ever been in denial because if I see it, then I accept it. But there are times where I can't see things. And and, and to go back to the relationship that I'm in right now, um, she's helped me. She, she is the only person that I've ever met that has been able to get through to me to see the things that I wasn't seeing. Mm. Right. So. So, so to answer your question, no, I, I don't think I've ever been in denial, but there are things that took me a while to realize. Now, you mind me asking because, you know, this is a locker room. So what are some of those things that it took you a while to see? Like, all right, so for like the the judgmental things that I mentioned, right? Because I'm, I'm a person, I, I have the best intentions, right? I never question my intentions. I love people. Um, I, I, I don't look at myself as, as superior to anyone. But I, I also, I'm at the stage in my life where I believe in people so much that when they are not, right, and this is a faulty way to, to think and to look at things, right? I, I, I've noticed that. I mean, I've, that's been brought to my attention. But when I see someone not living up to their potential, there's something inside of me that gets a little bothered by that. Because I, I want everyone to experience life on, on the level that I've been able to, to, to you know, 
reach, right? Well, so to speak, right? I'm not at any destination, but my life has changed so drastically that when I see people in the place where I was six, seven years ago, I'm like, listen, brother, you can do, you can do this. I believe in you. And if they're not, if they're not taking the steps, I don't know. I think I subconsciously in the past, and this has been brought to my attention. I, you know, there's a subconscious judgmentalness there that I needed to address for sure, because everyone has their own journey, you know, and it, and it happens on their own time. There was years I've had people giving me great advice and great guidance that I wasn't ready for. So I had, I had to learn to just understand. That mm, I think that was powerful. Um, I believe there's a parable that says some plant, some water, but increase comes in time. And uh, I think oftentimes we think of advice. Uh, I hate the phrase when you know better, you do better because I don't think that's always true. I think sometimes um, you can say something to someone and that may be a seed that's left in the soil of who they are. But over time, over pressure, um, over over uh, experience, then that seed bears fruit in its due time. 100%. And I think oftentimes we, I think oftentimes uh, men who desire to change want it overnight. They want mm. a quick fix, man. They, and uh, they want a quick fix. They want it to happen now. Um, especially people who are on a life transformation, whether it be health, whether that may be addiction, whether it may be relationships, they're looking for an immediate change today. And the truth of the matter is for whoever's listening out there is that a lot of times when you expect change to happen right now, you have to humble yourself and remember that you didn't get in the situation you're in overnight. It took time. If it's unhealthy, it was if you're unhealthy, it's typically because there was a series of unhealthy things that you did to get where you are. If it's an addiction, it's normally because there's a role that has led up to that point. So man, being who you are today, Briggs, what are some of the hurdles you've had to overcome to be who you are now? Um, my victim mentality was, was one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome. Did you just say I had that? To change bro? my stuff. You say that again? Did you just say that? That's powerful, man. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I had to I had to change the story that I was living with in my head. You know, I had this narrative of who I was and what I deserved and I had to change that and it took it took a while for me to do that. That was the biggest hurdle for sure. Man, I have to address this. There were, and I talk about this often. I don't know what happened in the seventy, the end of the sixties, seventies, eighties, and someone into the nineties. Man, fathers were absent, and like there's this whole gap of just fatherless people. And it's crazy that you talk about the narrative, and I think that was powerful, man. It was powerful. Uh, that you just said you had to change your own narrative. You had to change the way you viewed yourself and the story that you were telling yourself, man, what yeah. did that story sound like? Um, so I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn, which is one of literally the worst neighborhoods in America. Um, drugs, gangs, you name it, you know, that that's the soil that I came up in and physical things, you know, was, was 
that was our value, right? If you if you didn't have Warren Jordans, if you didn't have if you didn't have twenty inch rims, if you didn't have jewelry, then you had no value. And that was one of the first um, parts of 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 my narrative of reality that I had to address, right? Putting my putting my self worth in things. Uh, another thing was, you know, just n- not growing up with a good example of a good relationship and, and watching men, the way that I watched men treat my, my mom was, 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 it had an impact on me. It had an impact on me. And I had to, I had to learn, I had to relearn how to treat a woman and how to be a man. Um, that was a big part of it. Um, just small mindedness. You know, I grew up in a, 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 you know, crab in a bucket type environment. So, and competition was, was a, was a big thing I had to shake, like feeling like it's a dog eat dog world. And like, I just don't believe that anymore. So that, that was a big uh, part that I had to address. You know, those are the major ones for sure. So if you've overcome these hurdles, how or what would you say to a young man who's trying to become the best version of himself and man maybe is trying to overcome some of the same things? Mm-hmm. So a big thing for me was traveling, man. Getting out of my neighborhood, getting around different groups of people in different environments, seeing things, it opened my mind. And then I also started reading a lot, man. I wasn't a reader at all. I didn't start reading until until I turned 30 and that opened up that opened up a side of me man that I had no clue existed so you know that's that's often where I tell people to start man try to travel and try to try to read and just get around different groups of people man talk to different people uh, just step outside of your comfort zone so to speak you know we that term gets thrown around a lot but it's the truth um, but yeah those are some good tangible places to start I think for sure Man, that's love. That's real talk. Um, now that you've become some now, uh, well, one, do you define yourself as successful? 100%. So now that you define yourself um, as successful, um, how do you deal with um, what I like to call the guilt of success? If if mm. that even exists. Um, for it you? did. For sure, it did. That, that, that term survivor's guilt it's real because I'm at a place now. Now I don't consider myself successful just because, you know, it's not for financial reasons. Yes. I, you know, I am financially successful, but that's not what I hang my success on. Mm. My success. I, I call myself successful because I am, I am truly happy. I experience joy every single day. I do something for a living that I would do for free, you know, I, I, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm, I'm a powerful attractor of, of everything that I want. So these are the things, that that's the reason why I'm, I call myself successful. But um, to answer your question, there's a lot of people in my family who are not there, right? And for a while, I used to, I used to bear that burden and it would make me feel like I couldn't really enjoy mm. my success because there are so many people around me who are who are hurting, who are not in that place. 
But then I realized, like you mentioned, man, like everyone's journey is, is their own. Um, I try my best to be supportive to the people around me. But I, I also learned that I just I'm not responsible for their life. Now, I can't I can't try to save everyone, and that's an issue that I, I dealt with in the past with myself. Like I want to save everybody, and I, I had to free myself from that mm-hmm. because that was one of the last things that I had to break through in order to really uh, feel like a success. Because it, it used to hold me back. It used to it used to really affect my 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 happiness, you know. Because like I said, I'm I'm an empathic person and with a stranger in the street, let alone with my family. So, you know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. You know, the journey, um, half of the journey is not only just getting there, but maintaining who you become. And when you look at people who are not where you are, um, that guilt of success, sometimes it does take people out. And we've heard story after story in the news about people who do make it big and eventually go broke because they're trying to be everybody's resource. And this is something that helped me. I remember uh, being in college, man, and my family was kind of going through a hard time and they were really leaning on me to kind of make stuff happen. And I just remember some, one of my mentors told me, they said, you know, your family or and they, and they were adults in my case, they were like, they've been adults way longer than you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said they've been adults way longer than you have. And they've been experiencing adulthood way longer than you have. And they said, if they made it, then they'll make it now. And it's not your responsibility to dig them out of a hole that they dug themselves in. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, man. And I I think this is one of the single most things when I talk to people that they have problems with because, you know, especially being a man, man, men, we want to go back. We want to help our brothers, our sisters, our cousins, our mothers, all, you know, everybody. We kind of want them to see, yo, this is this is the good of the land. And oftentimes if they don't do or if they haven't done what you've had to do, made the sacrifices, they'll wind up squandering what you worked mm-hmm. hard for. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's like being said, you know what? You can give somebody who a million dollars who can't, who, you know, who've not really trained or been in a place where they've been around people who are millionaires and they'll be broke probably within six months to a year. So it's really yeah. about up here. It's about their mindsets, man. And I wanted to ask you how, much does somebody's mindset play in their transformation? Oh man, it's 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 ninety percent of it, man. It's ninety percent, and that's why I created a product that focuses on teaching people that. And I'm still working on that product, but um, the the narrative in in, in the fitness industry is the mechanics. This is what you eat. This is what you do. Yes, we all know what we have to do. We all know what we should eat. I mean, for the most part, people have a general idea of what they should be eating and, uh, you know, how they should be working, working out. But that's not the problem. You know, the problem is how do we sustain that? How do we, how do I make this a part of my lifestyle? And, and, and that's all mindset. It's, it's all mindset, bro. Mm. For sure. You know, what's crazy. And I think 
what would be a leg up for you and your industry? Because first of all, your stuff is amazing. Um, I've looked at your products. I think it would be dope to develop a holistic approach, um, a holistic approach. And what would it look like to be able to help as a, as a, a culture trainer, um, an entrepreneur, a businessman, what does it look like to add a trauma informed um, uh, component to your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll give that one for free. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely right now. <laughs> um, because, you know, um, for most, uh, I don't know if you know or not, but um, I do a lot of advocacy work with male survivors of sexual trauma. And what I've realized a lot of the times people um, are not able to make change, not because they don't want it, not because they don't know they need it, but because of unaddressed trauma in their past and that trauma becomes a wall, a blockage because it's painful and, you know, nobody likes to deal with pain. So I would it would be dope for you to address in your in your field what or the role that trauma plays in excessive, you know, and inhibiting people to reach their health goals, period. Yeah, yeah, that definitely would have to be a collaborative effort. Uh, you're you're a doctor, right? Bro, I'm out here, bro. Yeah. I'm out here. Right. I'm not a medical yeah, doctor. Not a medical doctor, but yeah, uh, yeah. I work in the field of education. Uh, but I, uh, I'm actually working on my doctoral stuff, and I'm dealing with uh, looking at uh, male survivors of sexual trauma. That's kind of what my focus is on, uh, which has inspired this entire kind of, uh, of movement that I'm creating is – because it all comes back fundamentally to what is a man. Because oftentimes people, men, I'm realizing out here, they do not know. And they have yeah. unhealthy definitions and uh, of, of what that means. And so we have to kind of help reprogram their minds, their hearts, their emotions, how they think towards themselves and others in the world. Well, let me thank you for, for asking me that question because you've helped me identify that I still need to get some clarity around that personally. Right. Um, but like I said, I mean, I'm in this gray space where it, my, my definition of, of a man is, is evolving and I'm, I'm excited about that, but I do, I, I, I shouldn't not have the clarity. I, I think I should have that. You know, I should have been able to answer that a lot more uh, directly than I, than I was able to. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. But, and let me just encourage you, man. Um, whoever we bring on, whenever we have this discussion, you have a working understanding. Every man does, whether it's whether it's in the subconscious mind or in our frontal minds. And oftentimes we don't really know what that is until we're asked. And then it's kind of like, hold on, wait a minute. And so you have the real what I really think you're hearing is the conflict between what the subconscious mind has been telling you and what you've been operating off and what your continued growth in the process, it hasn't reconciled yet. So you're mm-hmm. actually in a great place. You're actually mm-hmm. in a great place. And that's why my working definition has been the commitment to the journey. And mm-hmm. that's what you represent. And um, I'm all about in this podcast and um, anything that we produce is about helping men change their narrative. It's to take control of their narrative. Um, I always heard. 
The I Am Man podcast is produced by men for men. We are here to support men through their individual journeys to authentic and holistic manhood. We believe men play an essential role in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves.